You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Hello. This is WWF Wrestling Superstar Virgil. Did you know? I know Hulk Hogan. Anyway, I have more meat sauce and fuck money and breadsticks than Meanie has balls. Here is the mind of the Blue Meanie podcast with the Blue Meanie and Josh Chernoff. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, man? Uh, thank you to uh, our friend Virgil for that... Uh Heartwarming and intriguing <laughs> intro uh, for the show. That was very nice of him. Hashtag uh, balls out for Virgil. Balls out for Virgil, which I'm kind of disappointed his balls were tucked in. Yeah. Our uh, cameo. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, you sent it to me and I, just, I was in tears, man. That was fucking great. Yeah, you that know. was... Uh, that was really something. That was a that was a a, a short lived dream come true. Um, oh yeah, it's all downhill from here. Yep, that's it. Episode forty four starts off with a bang. Um, yeah, yeah. Fucking got more breadsticks, meat sauce, and fuck money than the blue meanie's got balls. Yes, and uh, so welcome everybody to the mind of the blue meanie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was that was he he improvised he went uh he went freestyle on that one yeah because <laughs> that was not in the read yeah uh, no that was great though uh, thank you everybody who contributed ideas um, I think our number one idea was uh, he's got to mention fuck money and and meat sauce and breadsticks um, but yeah. yeah that was awesome you think I you wouldn't think he would have perked up he's like oh yeah they're they're in my wheelhouse with this one. These motherfuckers are spitting yep. with the fucking meat sauce and the breadsticks. Yep. And it's the like, oh, we know. But, uh, but it was great. The video, uh, which we will make available <laughs> over on our, uh, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, we will upload that video where you can see uh, it looks like his hostage situation has gotten somewhat better. They've given him a blanket. Um, he, he seemed a little bit more casual. He had like one foot up on the... Uh, 
bed and he was holding his knee. It was like his 70s. Yeah. Thank God he was wearing long pants with no holes in them. <laughs> it was like a 70s uh, easy listening album. You know, uh, you know, Virgil, where the magic happens. That's the, that's the ab- Slichter. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, man. Virgil, where the magic happens. Like some kind of easy listening. Yeah, we should have asked him to say, uh, how do you spell Mind of the Meanie? V-I-R-G-I-L. Yeah. (laughs) So that was fun. That happened. Um, That that reminds me of, did I mention this last week with the Iron Sheik? You mentioned Iron Sheik's uh, elongated member. Well, yeah, that was uh, many showers ago. Um, (laughs) You don't know how frequently uh, he showers. Well, I know how long they take because you get there's a lot there's a lot to fucking wash. Oh, man. But uh, By the time he gets into the room, he did a promo on like prime time or one of those WWE's satellite shows, like the off brand shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he has they he was with a camel and they're like, "What's his name?" And he says this whole long gated thing in his native language. Mm-hmm. They're like, "How? What's that translate to?" He goes, "Claude." <laughs> I think you have told that before. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, how do you spell man? V I or you know, V I R G I L. I I didn't know if I was reversing it. How do you spell Virgil? M A N or whatever. No. <laughs> I'm in the upside down world right now. That's um, all right. Hey, what shirt are you wearing? Oh, this is the uh, B W F and O. Nice. Uh, little good. O two O two E C F and W. I'm rocking the this uh, property of the pod squad, Mind of the Meanie shirt, as well as this nice So Says Chernoff established hoodie. It's nice to have our own uh, merchandise to wear. Yeah. Stuff thanks, like Slector. that. It's kind, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but he, he, I, he did one of the three things that we're currently sporting. Um, but 99.9% of the things that you can find over ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Oh my God, he he does some great shit, man. Um, he gave me uh, he did a design for uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did a uh, really cool design for uh, it was based off the uh, junior uh, hockey championship. I know I'm fucking that up, uh, but it was based off their thing. It's a US FNA mm-hmm. with like the ECW FNW. Yeah, and he just sent that over. I was like, oh shit, cool. I threw that up on. Uh, yeah, I don't want to put him over too much because he's actually watching live. Um, oh yeah, but uh, but no, he has a tendency to sometimes. My favorite thing is when he when he just sends something over and it's based on something we said but don't remember saying. Like it completely right. went over our head. Like it was just something, and he picked it out and was like, and, and was somehow able to create this magic out of it. Um, but even if you're not going to purchase, uh, at least go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie and check out some of the uh, artwork that uh, that Andy Slichter has done for us. Uh, incredible oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Just fun to, fun to look at. Um, and if you're a Patreon member, you get exclusive merch where you can get some of these things like canvas prints of these things and stuff. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I, that, so, I pop for a lot of the stuff on our, uh, our Patreon store because, you know, all the things you could get, yeah. you know, it's just, 
Oh, it's just we you, put up stuff that's just like stupid. Like nobody, nobody needs like an, an extra large fleece blanket of like of of outlines of our faces. But you know what? It's an option. <laughs> you can get that over there. I might I might get the BWO fleece blanket. No, that's know, cool. The, uh, that's very cool. for the for the Trey Meany Studios. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, now that I've got my my studio in here, my office is almost finished. Uh, before it gets fucked up again, if I can update you a little bit. Because I know some yeah, of our oh, yeah. Pod Squad members say that they're emotionally invested. So, <laughs> I have all my doors, uh, and they're about mostly painted. Um, so, we've talked about how the carpet came, and it was like this green, awful carpet. Well, we ordered, I, I found a new carpet. Uh, it's, it's really nice. And they ordered it, and I got a call yesterday they left a voicemail for my wife, and they're like, we've ordered this carpet, um, and don't worry, we got it f- to replace your office and the stairs and the play area. And I'm like, whoa, 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 It was just for my office. We're not replacing the carpet or the play area. That was actually correct. So that means this is just the start of another new clusterfuck that's going to happen. But um, eventually they're going to replace that. We have a heater. Um it's actually Mr. Hughes. Um, no, we have a we have a heater coming in. Um, uh, Monday, they're installing a heater in the basement and a heater in my office um, because it is a little cold in here. It's not as cold in my office, uh, except for the fact that it's gotten colder because on the other side of my drywall now and insulation is the outside because we're doing an addition in our house and they're like, hey, we need a place to put a crawl space, a like... 30 inch by 30 inch crawl space access panel, which so now, even after I get my new carpet, even after they finish painting, even after they do everything like in the next week, I'm then going to have a couple weeks of workers uh, coming in and out. Climbing. Giving you the handshake. Yeah, a bunch of, bunch of fucking workers coming in here with a little limp fist, a limp, limp fish yeah. uh, handshake. And uh, <laughs> coming in, hey brother, hey brother. And, uh, and climbing Andy into packs. my... Uh, um, climbing into my crawl space, if you will. So they're going to be doing that to do some work for the addition we're putting on the house. Um, one day this room's going to be finished, but we're getting there. We're really, really getting there. Um, and I have a couch in here, um, a couch that has come with me all around since 2002. I have a tiny little blanket that sits there. Um, the blanket is one that I stole on my senior class trip to uh, <laughs> Disney. It was a back in the day they used to give you pillows and blankets on a on a plane. Um, and I took the blanket and I still have it. So it's sitting over there. It's a nice blue blanket. Um, and this couch was, you know, I had this couch for years and years. I had a little office. Uh, it was always in my office or in my house or whatever. So now it's out of storage. It's in my office here. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I should get a nice big blanket. I should get a nice, like mind of the meanie blanket. To cover yeah. myself with, I guess, when I get in trouble and have to sleep in my office. I don't know what uh, what I need the blanket for, but... Well, at least um, you have an office to sleep in, you know? Yep. She could, she could make you sleep in a tub or something, you know? Yeah. RJ says, uh, there's the title, Crawling Into My Crawl Space. There you go. Well, write that's, it down as an option. That's my mental state. Uh, <laughs> so that's what's, going on, that's what's going on down here in... Uh, in my studio that I need to name. You've got the Trey Meany studio, which is so cool. I need to name my studio. 
Yeah. Uh, the Shern Office. The Shern Office? Uh, <laughs> I the like Shern that. Office. <laughs> I'm writing that down so you, I don't forget it. Fucking, uh, dude, did I tell you I'm deathly afraid of, like, crawl spaces and tight areas where, like, like if I see somebody crawling through, like, a cave or, you know, or just in oh, a God. tight space. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I, I freak exactly the fuck out. Even if I'm not there. I'm like, I'm looking on TV. Like, there's people who swim in underwater caves. I'm like, fuck you. Yep. Go, no, go I'll get see, fucked. Yeah, fuck you. Anytime you see any of those things uh, where they're like, um, yeah, they're like, stu- like, like, they're like, okay, we need to crawl through the vents or we're going to go through this thing down into this tunnel and take, like, a, I'm like, nope. Like, you ever, you ever mm-hmm. have, like, you, you used to, like, as a kid, I would watch these, like, you know, thriller movies or action movies or whatever. And you'd always, like, leave the theater being like, Man, if I was in that situation, I'd fuck some shit up. I'd be, you know. Now, <laughs> I look at those, and I'm like, like, I watch The Walking Dead, and I'm just like, I would be dead in an instant. Like, oh, there is, yeah. I have no chance of survival. Um, the first time they're like, I guess we'll camp out here for the night, I'd be like, do we have, like, an air mattress, or do we have, like, like, what's the, <laughs> what's the situation as far, you know, like, it, it it's, yeah, um, I'm, uh. I have to wipe with leaves? What the fuck? Yeah. Be like, all of a sudden I need to use something other than my hand? What the f- Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, dude, dude, there was like this, uh, this fucking cave. I forget where it was. And uh, my boy Donnie's going to fucking be mad. That could, uh, be mad because I forgot the name of the place because he turned me on to it. But like, there's like this cave somewhere. I forget where. Crystal Cave. And. No, okay. that, it was like this uh, cave and you could go through and you could crawl through all these tunnels and this and that and the other thing. And, uh, you know, the, the guy there, there's this one tunnel is, is like the birth canal. It's called the birth canal or something like that. I know I'm fucking it up, but like you could crawl through there, but you're literally on your stomach, just like barely army crawling through it. Well, this guy. Instead of making the right, he made the left into an area that had never been, that was like never been used. And he got fucking stuck there upside down in the fucking cave. And then they, they tried to get him out and they couldn't get him out. And I they tried to pull him up with the rope and the rope snapped and he slid even further. And I'm just like, oh, it's like fucking nightmare fuel. So they fucking just cemented it over and closed the cave. Wait, the guys still there. This is real. Yeah. They actually made a movie about it, too. So there was that movie, uh, however many hours, whatever the, f- you know? Um, oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> how many hours <laughs> was it? 127 hours or some crap? Uh, I'll go with that. Um, where he cuts his arm off to get oh, out. Oh, uh, with James Franco? James Franco, but it's based on a real story. Like, that really, really happened. And that was probably one of the first times where I looked at that and it was like, nope, I would die there. There's just no way. There's no way I would cut my arm off. First of all, there's no way I would have been hiking anyway, but there's no way that I would cut my arm off. I just wouldn't. Um, dude, dude, it's just like, uh, you always hear about that. Like somebody has to cut off their leg or cut yeah. off their arm to fucking escape. And yeah, God damn, man. I didn't just, do steroids uh, when I was wrestling. Because the idea of sticking myself with a needle, like, (laughs) 
made me break out into sweats. Like, there, you know, I, let me rephrase. I didn't do steroids because it's not good for you. Um, yeah. Who am I kidding? I was five foot eight trying to be a pro wrestler. I would have taken any shortcut I possibly could have uh, to get bigger. But, but no, but that was right. one of the things I remember. I'm not going to say who it was, but there was a guy. He is not a, uh, not, never made it to the main roster of the WWE. So, so nobody's ever heard of him. Uh, but I still won't say his name, but there was some guy who was just like, Hey man, I got some, you know, I've got stuff if you, if you want it. Um, and yeah. I, and I, I thought about it, thought about it for a little bit. You know, we all had back in the day, you could go and basically get steroids in a, in a, in a pill form at GNC, <laughs> you know, like they didn't regulate anything back then, but I remember thinking for a second and I was like, so how do you like, and he's like, Hey, you take the needle and you just kind of like, and I'm like, no, no, I'm, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I can't. I I'm not doing that shit. So the, then, then Ben Johnson fucked it up for everybody. Yeah, that's why. Uh, and that's why steroids are illegal. Uh, <laughs> ben Johnson, the Olympic track runner who uh, beat Carl Lewis. Yeah. Then they found out he was all roided up, and then they. It's like it was like Jackson Janet's Janet Jackson's titty all over again. Yeah. You know, just uh, Jackson Janet had phenomenal breasts as well. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not uh, let's not leave him out of this. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's it's Jackson Janae. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't. I don't speak oh, back French. to the cave story. It was the uh, Nutty Putty Cave. Oh. It's in. Uh, it's in. <laughs> your expression uh, says it all. Yeah. Uh, it, it's in Utah. It was called the uh, the Nutty Putty Cave. I just had to do a quick Google search. Nice. Fucking dude got stuck in there. And he's just, but, uh, and that's it. He's just, he's still there. Just shoot there, like, yeah. Just uh, do they at least have like a plaque or like a gravestone? I think there's a plaque. Okay. So was he dead when they, like you said, they covered it up? Was he dead when they covered it up? Yeah. Oh yeah, they wait for him to croak. Uh, but yeah, he. And who? How did they know he was dead? He just wasn't answering them anymore. Well, they went on a, a searching expedition and they found him. And he, you know, they're talking to him and everything, and oh, I'm stuck. And they, you know, send somebody down to tie a rope to his foot, and they try to pull him up, and something happened with the rope. The rope broke, and then he slid even further than what he was, upside down in the dark in the cave, and just fucking eventually just died. I mean, I guess upside down, maybe like blood rushed his head, and he passed out, and yeah, you'd have to imagine or something like that. What a horrible way there- to go. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm almost sorry I brought it up, but it's just like one of those things. Those that that you know, Meanie, what are you scared of? Just being in a fucking small place Did, where I can't get the fuck out of, or yes. potentially. Yes, I got stuck in a. I got stuck in an elevator once, and it was in California. We're, we're in an elevator. I got stuck and, in an elevator in California too. Really? Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, they warned us, not X amount of people for this elevator. We're like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> so we're going up, and we get stuck in between two floors, and it's like, oh, no. And then, like, we're in there long enough that the condensation starts forming on the fucking ceiling. Oh, jeez. And we're like, ooh. And the fire department came and all this shit, and eventually they got us out. But it's like, oh, fuck, why can't you just let it go? If it can't. Bring us back up. At least let's go back down to the ground floor. But uh, the, the, they got uh, us out. I was uh, 
we're going downstairs to take the trash down in my apartment, my wife and I in California. And it, uh, and that's when it, it, it stopped. And we like called the people and they're like, okay, uh, we'll call someone, see what's going on. And we're just like fucking sitting there. And like, we had to call back and like, they didn't answer. And it was like, look what the hell's going on here. So it was, uh, and it was like the way it's like, you're in there with trash. Like, what are you doing? You know, like it's terrible. Usually I would be in that elevator with, um, the hell is his name? Lived, lived on the floor below me. Um, he was a dude. He used to be on Saturday Night Live. He was on um, what was that show with uh, like the waitresses? Um, two broke girls. Yes, two broke girls. He was the he was the guy. That one, that one chick's from Philly. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, the hell cat, was his name? Cat, He's like whatever. little little old black guy. Oh, he was from the early cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really I can't remember his name. I'm gonna look it up. Um, it, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Well, this is Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I piss <Yes>. off <laughs> with. I always say that. I always say this. And Garrett it, Morris. Garrett Morris. Garrett I, Morris. I say this and it always annoys Mrs. Meany because he wasn't on the show. I go with Paul Schaefer. <laughs> She's like, he, he wasn't on Saturday Night Live. But I was like, it just feels so good to say. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, Saturday Night Live with Paul Schaefer. So Garrett like, Morris. Any, yeah. Yes. No, I, I didn't mean to cut that off. Continue. No, remarks. no, no. I just do that anytime I hear a song with saxophone. I just go, it's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So, so Garrett Morris lived in, in my building. and That's awesome. Um, by so the I would way. talk to him. And, and maybe I should have just been like, hey, man, uh, listen, uh, who's your agent? Like, I, that's not my style. I just like to talk to him, you know? What up, G? Yeah, so I, yeah, that's what I said. Um, but no, I like to talk to him. And one time I was in, I was going, uh, I was coming back from the gym. So I had a little pump on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and back then and your, I was, and your arms got bigger too. Uh. <laughs> back then I was in, I was in good shape. So um, not like now. I was telling Meanie off air. I went to uh, the dry cleaner, uh, and uh, the the. Gentleman of the dry cleaners uh, says to me, "Wow, you you look big. Uh, you need diet." So, and then the, the next time you go there, uh, you just leave them a little fucking present in that pocket. Be like, yep. "You clean that." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So back then, I was in I was in good shape, and he and Garrett Morris made me feel so good because he goes, he, "I'm in there," and he goes, uh, and he's like looking at my arms. And he's like, man, he's like, what are you trying to do? Knock down buildings? What he's like, look at look at those things. And I was just like, man, I, I went back into my apartment. My wife sees me coming in. I got the biggest smile. I'm I'm all puffed up, like uh, you know, like a, a, a king shit of turd mountain over there. And and uh <laughs> it's it yeah, I was I was feeling like a million bucks thanks to Garrett Morris. Um I oh, I was waiting for you to say that then she said something to fucking bring me right back down. <laughs> like <laughs> Well, no, we were we were just dating then. So Oh, okay. Yeah, we weren't. No, like yet. uh like you walk in the room and she goes, Are you getting smaller? Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, like, no, wah, no. Everybody wah. knows they don't start you know, women don't start bringing you down. They don't start bringing you down until after you're married. Um yes. so I'm kidding. Um, but no, well, uh, Mrs. Me and I aren't technically married, but like mm-hmm. if you live with your significant other, 
in Pennsylvania for at least seven years. It's considered common law. So mm-hmm. we're married. Yeah. You just didn't have to spend a shit ton of money on a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's the funny thing. I remember when I got married, what I found out was, cause like no one ever tells you this, like, you know, it's like, we now pronounce, pronounce you husband and wife and blah, 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 blah. And you sign, you know, and then even afterwards you sign the, you know, the paper and all that stuff. Well, until somebody flips a table (laughs) until, yeah, until you file that stuff at the courthouse. Yeah. Um, you're not legally married. So, right. You know, like at the end of it, I was just like, so even if you have the big fancy wedding, like people make it seem like you can have your big fancy wedding or you can just go to the courthouse and get married. Well, guess what? Even if you have the big fancy wedding, you still have to then go to the courthouse to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which was shocking to me. It's all a work. Yep. Whole thing's a work. uh, Yeah. But, uh, Hey. <laughs> Women. Yeah, man. Uh, by the way, uh, January, March, and January, February, March. Uh, yeah, I knew you were missing. Yeah, can officially suck my dick. Uh, oh. I hate this time of year. Uh, man, I don't know about January or March, but I know February is putting its uh, lipstick on right now. <laughs> so <laughs> she's tying. February's tying its hair back. I am. And, uh, <laughs> Everywhere he's going to suck that dick. Uh, <laughs> oh, February. Oh, you piggybacked off of my joke, but your part made me laugh harder. <laughs> um, oh, and that's man. why we are uh, a comic duo. Yes. Uh, dude, oh, I hate this time of year. Yeah, it's but I, I, I love everything leading up to Christmas, you know, the week leading up to New Year's Day. Once New Year Day is over, fuck this yep. time. Of year. It just oh, you see people now. We've we've lost, uh, you know, yeah. some legendary people over the last few weeks, and it's like people are like me. It's like, but I don't understand. It's not twenty twenty anymore, and like yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I have some terrible news for you. Um, yeah, once the ball drops, this everything you know. Yeah, it all restarts. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. there is a lot, you know. This year feels a lot better in a lot of ways already, but um, but yeah, there's yeah. still you know still gonna be what it's gonna be, and uh, man, you get getting your uh, getting your vaccine yet? I know they're allow- are they allowing sixty five plus yet, or is it just frontline workers? As I'm drinking my vitamin C, <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, oh, that was fun. Fuck you. Uh, You're welcome. Welcome to the last episode. <laughs> 44 and out, folks. Um, yeah, no, uh, are you... I, I've been seeing a thing going around on the... Uh, I, I do need to get vaccinated, though. Yeah, I've been seeing this stuff going around online where it's like people have a thing and it's like yes or no and you swipe it and see what somebody said. Uh, yeah, like... Will you take the vaccine when it's available? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to. And I'll be honest with you. I took a while of going like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to. Like, it's a little, because things were kind of rushed. And, you know, it's like, I don't know this, that, or the other. I'm, I'm going to take it when the time comes. Here, here's my theory. Here's my theory, right? <clears throat> Coronavirus and COVID's been around. Mm-hmm. All, it's been around. Yeah. 
The reason why COVID it's a fucking whore. is called yeah. The reason why COVID nineteen is called COVID nineteen is because this version came out in two thousand nineteen, right? Yes. And then, so there's always already there's already been shit to fight it. It's just figuring out this mutation of the COVID mm-hmm. Corona, whatever. But here's the kicker. Here's the thing that tickles me. This, I am such a people watcher. I like to study people and point out like just different things. Like people are like, I can't take the vaccine. They're going to put a chip in me. They're going to track me. Oh, I'm like, are you typing that on your cell phone? That's <laughs> got a chip and in your pocket and where they can easily track you. Yeah. Uh, Go check your Facebook page because you probably now have ads for chips. Yeah. <laughs> because they fucking listen to you say that. Yeah, I agree completely. Lupus. It's- I have lupus. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Donnie. Yeah, that's a, hey, that's a, a little meat for the base there. That, that's yeah. call, calling back to an old episode, too. Yeah, I got lupus. Um, it's never lupus. No. Nah. <laughs> that's from, you ever watch House? No, I wish. What? I was just having this conversation with my wife. She's like, I saw a few of them. I'm like, well, what's you're that, about to that see Jeffrey- all of them. Was um, that with uh, Jeffrey Laurie, the owner, the, act, the uh, actor? Hugh Laurie. Oh. Yeah, Jeffrey okay. Laurie is... I'm still in Philadelphia Eagles mode. The, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Laurie owns the Eagles. Yes. Um, so, uh, no, the house is an amazing show. Um, but they dude, always, look, anytime I say I'm, lupus, you know, it's never lupus. But The other dude coaches the Steelers now, the guy from uh, house. The other dude... Uh, What's his where, name? Where are we know. headed? <laughs> I don't know where we're going here. His co-star looks like the coach of the Steelers. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, thanks for shitting on my joke, Josh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but seriously, they look exactly like. Yeah. They're like twins. He, no, Hugh Laurie, uh, great actor. Oh, he's awesome. Just uh. When it, I remember the first time I found out he was British, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "That doesn't make sense." I was like, "Well, here's no, he's the house." Th- yeah, well, here's the thing: is uh, like, yeah, he's in house. He's British, but he plays an American. Sounds like an American. And to have I the real- sarcasm of in an American accent, like people might not appreciate how different the British uh, inflections are. You know, yes. uh, especially when it comes to things like sarcasm, the, that's something you re- like. They're they're in. What's well, your superpower? It's, yeah, your it's superpower, my superpower, so. king of sarcasm, if you will. New shirt. Yes, uh, it's not out yet. Slichter. Um has been it, created. It. Just said it right now. Doing the King of Ring logo. Uh, <gasps> oh, Andy, in the King of the Ring style, old school King of the Ring style, King of Sarcasm. If you want to. If you want to look at, look at those meanie looks like a, you look like one of those gifs. Could somebody the, make a gif of this? Somebody turn that into a gif. Cause that'll be my new, cause I've been using Tom Selleck. Doing a, the, no, but it's like where the entire screen is frozen except the one. <laughs> Dude, I was doing it and I was just fucking hip. I hypnotized myself. Yeah, this is still an audio podcast. We're both over here <laughs> dancing our eyebrows around a bunch of assholes. <laughs> like a couple chicks. But if somebody can make a <sighs> gif of us just going like this. 
Or I want one of me too, but just yeah, like, just meanie, just do meanie, just do meanie. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing: like uh, Hugh Laurie, British uh, accent, British speaks American, but he was on a. I didn't notice till much later. He was on a show I grew up loving. I loved when I was growing up called The Young Ones. Mm. There's a, uh, you know, there was a college game show. Uh, the, the episode of The Young Ones called Bambi. And they were, uh, the, the, the kids from The Young Ones were on this, uh, like, college uh, trivia show. And Hugh Laurie was one of the people they were going oh, against. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. I, like it's weird that like you see him early in earlier in his career earlier in your life mm-hmm. and then when he starts coming back around and you don't realize that's the same guy until you go back and watch the show and you go right holy shit that's jeffrey lurie no but uh no. oh he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh let me make a timestamp so i know not to cut that one out um <sighs> so <laughs> um yeah, but no, House is a great show. Definitely checked it out. But no, you were talking about uh, we were talking about the the vaccine and um, oh yeah, you got to get it. You got to get it. We need to get to seventy five or eighty percent. They're saying now to have herd immunity. Um, yeah. It's just it's time, everybody, to get back. Uh, and and a lot of people think you can just say it's time to get back to the real world. It's time to get back to living and just start doing it. And that's not how it works. You actually have to get this under control, but yeah. it's time to get it under control. So when you have that opportunity, uh, take it. Now, Meany, are we able to get this as uh, media personalities? Can we uh, jump the line to, to smile <laughs> of the Meany count? Because I heard it's like the third wave for media. Uh, and fourth wave hey. for everyone else, I think. But yeah, man. Uh, actually, I you must be able to do it with a. Do you because of your lungs? Can you count that as hey. like a pre-existing? Uh, I could. Yeah, I could. I could. You know, uh, can you get in I, trouble I, I if it's been openly discussed on a worldwide podcast? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do it unless Mrs. Meany could come with me. You know, well, I'm sure they'd uh, let her fr- drive with you. <laughs> I have a friend who's a uh, professional uh, wrestler, uh, a medical professional. Well, that too. <laughs> and uh, she got both of the shots because she's front line. She right. uh, works in the ER with her whole floor is. Cool. And those are the people who absolutely should be getting it before anybody else. But like, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is going to. She got it because you, you have to get two shots. Mm hmm. The one is so you don't get it, and the second one is so you don't spread it. Or is that true? Yeah, I, I, I'm no. There's two shots you got to get. Oh no, I know you need to get two shots, but I thought that was to make it uh, totally effective. I didn't know the one had. What once? What I, I think I'm saying it backwards. The first one you get is so you don't spread it, and the other one you don't get you, something mm-hmm. like that. But like the first shot, she felt fine, and then you uh, have to wait. Even if, and like, if you get the shot, you still have to go about your day like you didn't get the shot. Yeah. You know, because it, for it to kick in, it's just, you don't get the shot and then magically it's like, ta-da. Right. You still well, have I to go about I think it's like two your, weeks or something before we even start, like. Two weeks after the second shot. And uh, the second shot, she said, was good, but, like, it, you get a little bit of body aches. Yeah. And stuff like Like, you're like, eh, I'm all sore. But that's about it. Yeah. You know, the and that's normal. Shot's fine. That's a yeah. normal thing. Um, 
Yeah. You know, people, when, when, when people feel really sick and they, a lot of times will say, oh, it's like, you know, it's because I have the flu, right? It's not so much because you have the flu. It's your, the feeling that you're feeling is actually the feeling of your body fighting the flu. Yeah. So that's the thing. When you introduce some stuff into your body, there's always that chance you're going to have that. Uh, I should point out that uh, I'm not a medical uh, professional or expert. Um, but it makes the so, most sense. Uh, I, I am a uh, professional pontificator, so I'll just say whatever, I, whatever feels right. Um, but but uh, you, have the, you, have the, you have the presence of mind to go, Look, I'm not a professional. Yeah. <laughs> Where some people go, no, that that's totally the way it is, cuz. That, that, no, no, bro. I heard it. I, I saw it on the YouTube, bro. Yo, cuz. Oh. I've heard so many fucking lame brain fucking theories. Interesting ideas. Interesting ideas out there for sure. But when the time yeah. comes, you know, I'm ready to get it. Cause one thing I wanted to talk to you about today was, uh, and by one of the I will say that I will. Uh, Get back to that in two seconds, but sure. I'll hear somebody's theory and they'll tell me everything they think about the coronavirus, and I go, "So you're the sperm that won. <laughs> you're the one that won the race." And uh, uh, the shout land. out nine months later in the land of the blind, one-eyed man is king. You know. <laughs> um, yes, dear. Go ahead. Uh, so WWE. Um, been there company <laughs> been there done that uh wwe um has announced that they plan to have fans at wrestlemania both nights of wrestlemania and the the uh rumor going around is that we're looking upwards of originally it was said twenty five thousand. now they're saying thirty thousand per day um but a lot of it is based on the super bowl because the super bowl will be held in the same building um yes two months earlier so they're planning, Stephanie McMahon was interviewed and said that they're pretty much, uh, to paraphrase, they're looking at that as almost like a case study, like to kind of see, okay, what did they get right? What did they get wrong? Um, right. So I think that's really interesting. A um, uh, friend of a show, Dave Meltzer, has, uh, <laughs> has, has stated that um, it could be uh, that, that however many people are there at the Super Bowl, that they'll make sure to always have more than that, um, which is possible. Right. But then again, you have to remember, they can always have more because if they did the exact same thing in the stands, WWE also has the floor seats to play with. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, uh, and yeah, RJ uh, over on Patreon is saying uh, 25,000, and that was the report yesterday. It was uh, they changed to 30,000. All of this is coming from the Observer, so... It might just be the uh, Thunderdome. Um, but the plan is they're going to bring fans in. There's also this talk. I know the Super Bowl's having talk of like, so people will be in these pods of four to six people. And then there'll be like uh, nobody in, the, in like three seats around them. You know, like three seats next to them and then the row in front and the row behind. And then they even talked about having a buffer where it's going to be like vaccinated people like frontline workers and stuff like vaccinated people for the super bowl be, right well yeah for the super bowl will then be next so there's like this extra buffer of like vaccinated people but i think it's really really interesting um i am planning on doing some form of 
WrestleMania reporting type deal for fight. Uh, as I, that's what I started with him two years ago was, uh, was WrestleCon. And obviously last year, it's um, incredible to believe that was a year ago. Um, I mean, I had, you know, they had sent me my plane tickets, uh, my, uh, you know, uh, hotel reservations. Yeah. And then it was like the week before it was just like, Nope, we're not doing it. So, uh, I'm planning on doing stuff right here from the comfort of, uh, the Shern office. And, uh, uh how about <laughs> Shern office studio? There you go. Cause yeah, it's an office slash studio. The Shern office studio. Um, I, uh, I that's going to be the extra, that's going to be the, the little extra thingy at the end of uh, the show. Yeah. Sure office. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I love that sure office. Um, so I'm going to do stuff remotely because we're still, you know, I was talking with fight and we're still just kind of like, all right, we'll let everyone else kind of be the Guinea pigs here. Um, <laughs> but what are your thoughts you on know? this? On, and, and, and the big question is, they went from completely empty, which was horrible, horrible, great decision, but horrible to watch on TV, oh, to the Thunderdome, which is doesn't even come close to having a real audience, but is light years ahead of the empty uh, building. So, great idea. Yeah, uh, whoever came up with that is a genius. Um, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> So, my question to you, Meany, is, yes, they're bringing people back for Mania. What happens the next night on Raw? Are we back to the Thunderdome? Or are we doing what we did at Mania? But if it's 30000 for Mania, it's 5000 for Raw? Like, what, what, are, what are we getting back to? Because can you go from finally we've returned to having live fans here reacting and now let's tune into Raw and SmackDown and we're back to the Thunderdome because I don't think you can go backwards. I think the only reason the Thunderdome works is because it came after nothing, came after the, the emptiness. Yeah. It's just a matter of, um, I mean, if you want to go full bore, why not just have Raw the third night at James Re at the uh, Tampa st uh, Stadium, you know, where yeah. WrestleMania is. And just have a little bit of a set change, you know, and uh, a little bit more condensed where you can still have fans in the building. Um, I mean, the way they're doing it, like, you know, because you're, you're talking about it. I was like, yeah, man, they're having the Super Bowl there. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing uh, the, you know, the, the pods, the buffering, uh, the vaccinated people. And they're, yep. I think they're giving free tickets. I think the NFL is giving free tickets to frontline workers. Yes. Uh, as a thank you, which is awesome, and I hopefully think that's maybe WWE. I think WWE should file suit, you know, with that mm -hmm. uh, kind gesture. Um, yeah, how do you how do you go from having an audience to not having an audience, right? But uh, unless somehow they can figure out a configuration to do something similar in the real Thunderdome. So here's the thing. They've got the Thunderdome, right? You're saying the real Thunderdome. Cause like the Thunderdome yeah. is currently in a building that used to be called the Thunderdome. Um, so the Thunderdome as it is now looks identical to what it was when it was in the arena, but it's actually in an open stadium uh, in a dome stadium. Yeah. yeah. So could you 
open that up a little bit. Why? Pretty much what you're saying with the, uh, uh, I can't remember that, we'll call it James Franco Stadium. Um, but uh, but what is it? The, Ra- the Raymond James, uh, what is it called? I don't, whatever. The, uh, After last year, Herb. I just completely forgot it. Um, because yeah. I thought we were going to Hollywood this year, but you know, um, we're going to Hollywood, dog. In a couple of years, um, yeah. but uh, hey, you heard it here first. Uh, Meanie and I, uh, we're going to be there and in Texas next year. Uh, at uh, I Wrestle, plan on it at WrestleCon. Yeah, um, we've spoken to nobody about it, including each other, but yeah. Like uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like every indie show I've worked. I'm just gonna show up. Yep, <laughs> show up with your bag. That's what we're gonna. Car. We're actually we're not even gonna book a, a table at WrestleCon. We're gonna show up with our own table. We're just going Virgil. It. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See us walking through the lobby with, like uh, yeah, we're here. We're the like, mind of the Blue Meanie Podcast. We're gonna be like WCW Public Enemy, where they walk out with the table and just. <laughs> You know, just fucking waving. Hey. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Nothing to see here, you know. And we just start setting up shop. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but no, so I, you know, I'm excited about that because my thought I'll, was I'll, like, I'll bruise or battle them. It. I'll just go. I'll walk in there like what? I'll be like, Sandy says it's all right. And just fucking <laughs> <laughs> set it uh, up. They better talk about that on Dark Side of the Ring. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, oh yeah. But I want to, because um, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this show is the whole reason why that's an episode. On uh, I think so. I think so. Um, they're, they're I big definitely pitch big fans. Big fans. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, what were we talking about? Yeah, uh, WrestleMania, the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. Bitch. Yeah, so they could do that. They could they could transform that. But again, they could do an arena. Like here's the thing. If the uh, if the uh, hey, here's the kicker to Thunderdome, mm-hmm. it's a stadium, but it's enclosed. So I don't know. Yeah. If uh, now when AEW does their show, is, is that's an it's an amphitheater, right? so it's it's partially open. Yeah. Okay. It's open air. So, so the germs but go bye. I was gonna say, the here's air. the thing: open air. Yeah, I get that, but there's a big difference between a stadium and and your living room. When they say you shouldn't be indoors, like, right. you know, or an arena in your living room, I should say, because like, I refuse to believe that if you're at an open air stadium, like, well, that's fine. Now I can basically talk right in your face and basically spit in your mouth like Virgil did to me at WrestleCon. And, <laughs> you know, and, Got and some meat sauce. Yeah. A little meat sauce, a little, little, uh, fleck of a, uh, a, a breadstick. Meat spittle. Hmm. Okay, so, um, okay, um, (laughs) you win. So, uh, what is happening? Um, I don't know. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting, but I'm excited to have wrestling back. And, you know, we're, we're, I don't know, Meanie, what are we going to be doing? Are we doing alternative commentary for WrestleMania? Yeah. Two nights in a row? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, like, I, I always say this. Like, uh, anytime I travel and, like, I go to some place and I'm coming back and uh, I hit, like, maybe a certain mile marker. Like, if I'm driving from Pittsburgh, I hit, I, see, I hit the signs for Harrisburg. I'm like, 
I'm in the home stretch. Yes. I'm, I'm in the go home. You know, mm-hmm. the referee's giving me my time cue. Yep. I think we're I, – I'm hopeful this is the uh, the referee giving us the time cue to take this shit home with the, the pandemic. I hope so, you too. Um, uh, but people need to remain to, diligent. And don't be fucking stupid and just take the yeah. fucking vaccine. Take the vaccine. Adult. Wear your fucking masks until you've been told you don't need to wear a mask anymore. And guess what? Keep wearing a mask. I think it's wonderful. Here's here's yeah. the thing. Uh, you know what I didn't get this year? The flu. I got a flu yeah. shot, but I also didn't get like really. I didn't get sick. This is the first year that like you know you always get like that cold or something. You yeah. know, yeah. this is the first year. Not I don't have any wood here. Not gonna. Where's my blue chew? Um, I don't. But the the this is the first year that I can remember not having like a, a two or three day long cold or something, you know, where I'm just kind of feeling like shit. And yeah. it's because a, I don't see anyone. And B, when I'm out in front of people, I'm wearing a mask and other people are wearing a mask. So yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Like a lot of people are like saying, since people have been wearing masks, yeah, the flu is a lot down. of the comp flu's down, common colds down. Mm-hmm. The only thing I got right now is just sniffles, and that's just because you know we we might have done like a, a couple, you know, some light dusting around the house, and yeah, some light, uh, occasional line, you know. But <laughs> look, it, it, it's <laughs> right over there. Um, but no, ladies, uh, and ge- ladies and gentlemen, the world's fattest cokehead. <laughs> hey, you know what? We don't know what you would look like not on coke, right? <laughs> um. I got my Diet Coke button. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> That's gone. <laughs> Diet Coke button yeah. is gone. I got to tell you, no matter your political stance. Oh, oh here comes, comes Yoko. Yoko. Um, There's a little doink in there, too. Yeah. That's my uh, Bubba Thermos. There. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I got my Devon. Thermos right over here. It's a little bigger than yours. Um, Above a thermos is chubby. <laughs> um, so, what were we saying? I'm saying something. Oh, whatever your political affiliation, no matter <laughs> no matter what you thought of our previous president, um, right? And you can read between the lines over the past, you know. 44 weeks to get an idea of, of, of where we stand, even though we don't get political. But what I am going to say is this. It doesn't have to be Diet Coke. But, it, but that button idea of being able to press a button and have like a, a butler bring in on a, on a metal plate, on a silver platter, bring you a, a, a soft drink. Like, dude, if we could get our seltzers brought in by just pressing a button... <laughs> Oh, hold on. Which one do you have? Uh, you just held up your camera. I have Blackberry Tangerine. Ah! Oh, wow. Twinsies. Look at that. Man. Let's scissor. Mm. Our, our flow is in alignment. <laughs> Let's fuck it. Let's open Let's it. Let's do it. Oh. Oh, man. Mine's and that was no pre-planning, I swear to <laughs> Oh, there we go. Clean, clean that up before it gets sticky. Um, I love the way it hits the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, so, so, hey, what are your? Hmm? <clears throat> there we go. 
Bless you. Uh, what are your what are your stances? As they say, what are your what's your opinion? Have you heard about? Uh, I know you're a Joe Rogan fan. Um, yes. Have you heard uh, the interview with the Undertaker on there, or have you at it's least heard the fallout? Uh, I've subscribed to his YouTube, and they put up clips mm-hmm. like uh, J. It's like they they put up full episodes, and then they put up the J R E clips. Joe Rogan experience clips. Mm. Yeah, I, I watched some of the clips and some of the stuff that they had put up is shit I already heard. You know how you know he got in the business and yeah, sure. But the, uh, the the fallout you're talking about is that he said the day's current product is soft. Yeah, and he talked about the people back in the day. It was these uh the, these crotchety old uh, old men. You know, uh, now it's like everybody's playing video games and doing things like that. And you got a lot of heat for that. Um, you're a guy who has spent time in various locker rooms, including locker rooms mm-hmm. with the Undertaker. But you've you have uh, you know. In ECW, there were guys like you had your Terry Funks and stuff. You had some old school guys in there. You've shared you've shared a locker room with a lot of old school people that he's talking yeah. about. Uh, yeah. You've also shared a locker room. You know your last uh, two appearances before the pandemic, you had MLW and Ring of Honor. Um, yep. So you've shared a locker room with with some you know the the young up and comers. Where do you land on that? Do you disagree with his? his stance on it do you think it's kind of being taken out of out of context a little bit not out of context but misunderstood well i'm going to go into this completely saying that i didn't hear the full quote Mm -hmm. but you know just the fact that the the concept the notion that today's product is kind of soft and i have to agree yeah to a point i'm not saying and i don't think he means like i don't I was hoping he wasn't talking about the workers being soft because I don't think th- today's workers are soft. And I think that that's where he kind of it got kind of confusing because yeah. I don't I because then he talked th- about the I differences, th- right? You know, and a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, so you think it's better we should go back to time where everybody they're uh, they're all coked up and you know all on the gas and and." You know, and all this stuff and, and all their, you know, they've all got their knives and their guns and their you know, shit in the locker room. We should do that instead of their back playing video games. Like, you know, the I, culture I don't think that is he was so much better about now. That. Yeah. No, the culture is definitely better now where, uh, well, I won't say it's better. I, I'll say it's different because I've been in both cultures and I didn't have a problem with either one. I think, uh, and correct, you know, me look, look, correct me if ahead. I'm wrong, um, because you spent the time there, but like, with the cultures being different, while I think objectively you could look at it and say it is better to have a bunch of people who feel like we've got this nice family atmosphere, we're all together, we're all working together here, we play our video games, we hang out, we have fun, we tweet, yeah. versus yeah. the cutthroat, um, you know, that one's trying to screw me, I'm going to screw that guy, or, you know, I'll take care of him in the ring, or I'll take care of him out in the parking lot afterwards, and, you know, and they're angry, and they're bitter, and they're and they're closed off, and they're, you know, and there's drug use, and there's things like that. I think objectively, we can all say today is better, but there are aspects of the respect of the industry, I think. This is just my opinion, I don't know shit, it's just my opinion, though, but the the respect for the industry, the respect for kayfabe, you know, um, and, and I think the business was stronger 
uh, when it was a little more protected, when there was a little less tweeting from the locker room. But yeah. that's, you know, again, just my opinion, my uneducated opinion. Uh, where do you, what do you think? Uh, <clears throat> look, I was in ECW and, um, you know, a year and a half in the, my career as an ECW. So it was very um, nurture, influential to my upbringing, you know? Like, I'm I was, I'm very fortunate. You know, I was trained by Al Snow. I got to work around Denny Cass, uh, Irish Mickey Doyle, Dan DeBee Severn. You know, I got to help work out with Dan for his first UFC. I got to do a lot of cool shit mm-hmm. before I even went to ECW. And then I went to ECW, and I'm in the locker room, like you said, Terry Funk, Sabu. Sabu, who is a descendant of the Sheik, mm-hmm. and is very much in the line of Sheik, where he kept up the kayfabe. He didn't talk. He didn't do promos. He basically, didn't, the, the one of his main beefs in WWE is they wanted to do promos, and he didn't want to do promos. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, he kept the character. You know, um... You know, and the, the culture was a little bit different. I mean, yeah. Uh, I was in a locker room with guys who did coke, who smoked pot, who did pills. But they did it in a way that didn't affect me negatively. So I really didn't give a shit. I don't give a shit what anybody does. Do your pills. Do your coke. Smoke your weed. Do your steroids. Just don't fucking steal from me. Don't, you know, kill right. somebody. Don't beat somebody up. You know, as long as you mm-hmm. can handle your shit, I'm fine. You know, if, as long as you got your shit together, it's when, you know, people don't have their shit together. It's when I have a fucking problem, you know? You know sure. Uh, okay, uh, don't root through my bag, you know, that kind of shit, you know? <clears throat> and I've been today's culture. Like, the MLW, like you said, my last two shows were MLW, Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, without going into details, you know, the whole world of politicking certainly hasn't gone away. Uh, people, you know, trying to fuck people over and stuff like that. Sure. I'm not going into details, because, uh, but I know stories, you know, where in some locker rooms in today's culture, I'm not going to even name, you know, uh, promotions, but I know people who will, you know, ter- you know, fuck in a heartbeat to, you know, take your spot. Right. So that really hasn't gone away. But no, but you're going to find that in any business, any any job, any anywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's people who's, you know, two people, their job are to mop floors. And one guy looks at it and says, I bumped this guy out. I can get a couple extra hours, make a little extra money. Like, hey, this is, you know, and that's not to degrade anybody who mops floors. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm saying from a, you know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to go through every promotion that exists today. Mm-hmm. A lot of the politicking and a lot of the quote unquote backstab still exists, mm-hmm. you know, and there's still, you know, the buddy system where buddy gets buddy old job and buddy looks out for a buddy. Yeah. That's never going to go away because that's, it's a business. It better not. One of my buddies is WWE world champion. I'm just waiting <laughs> to cash that in. Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, I know. already cashed. No. <laughs> but with that saying, I, in my understanding, Undertaker was saying the product is soft, not the wrestlers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, it was two I, statements that ended up getting married together 
Yeah. You know, a statement about the changes in the locker room and a statement about the product. And I think it kind of didn't come out right. You know, right. it was like that game of telephone, you know, yeah. you tell somebody one thing, he tells the other person. And then mm-hmm. by the time it gets reported, it's look, become, you, you can't deny. I mean, there are people, some of the people in the, in the ring today are some of the most hard hitting, you know, wrestlers there ever was like you you can't look you know yeah incredible athletes the business has changed and hey hey. when harley race first started wrestling luthez the great luthez nwa world champion thought that harley race was a spot monkey yeah in the same way that like a jim Cornette thinks you know hates you know some certain things of today's product and, you know, Jim Cornette's not entirely wrong. It's just I think more people have a issue with his presentation yes. of his opinion. But his opinion's not wrong in, in certain aspects because he hates certain things that I like. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, you know, he he likes certain things I like. He hates certain things I like. You know, he hates ECW. I was an ECW. <laughs> but I still, I still respect his opinion. Right. You know? Sometimes I think, you know, and, and like I've said in the past, I, I've – you know, any interaction I've ever had with Jim Cornette has been uh, professional. He's been super kind to me. Um, I don't agree with everything he says. Uh, but I also think sometimes some of his critiques, when you go back and watch his own stuff, some of his critiques can be somewhat hypocritical. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You can see mm-hmm. him say, oh, they did this, they did that. That killed the business. And then you go back and you watch him do something and you go... Well, what did you do? <laughs> what did you ju- what did you just do there? So, you know, I, and, and right. that's going to happen. And we're all, you know, look, nobody's perfect. That, that's in every line of business. Um, yeah. Do um, as I say, not as I do, uh, or did. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> as I, um, my dad used to always say that: "Do as I say, not as I do." Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you know, uh, learn from my mistakes. Yeah, I learned it from watching you, Dad. Um, <laughs> You know, but uh, was I? Where was I? Oh, uh, I think in a lot of ways the product does suffer uh, yep. today. You know, when the product with WWE first started suffering was when they went public and they became a publicly traded company, and they start have to started have to having to answer to shareholders, yeah, and stuff like that. You know. Excuse me. Um, you know, pr- prior to going public, they entered they entered the sponsors, which they still do. Mm-hmm. You know, Hershey's and Mars bars and Kaboom Box. Yeah, here's uh, the thing though: sponsors don't give a shit on, uh, as long as they're making money off of you know. Well, in some ways, as, they don't give a shit. Well, depend- but, oh, well I mean, if you bring them in, and you say we're a kid, you know, and they're like, "We'll spend all this money because we're selling toys," and then you're like, you know, here's a live sex show, like you know. There's going to be an issue there, but... Uh, but I'm talking about, like, when it came to, like, the parents' television council and stuff like that, mm-hmm. writing the sponsors and stuff, like, pressuring sponsors not to de- sponsor WWE. Right. And then WWE said, fuck you, and made right to censor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's, there's really no stories. Uh, other than Roman Reigns, who's fucking phenomenal. Knocking right it out now. of the park, Yeah. Who can't relate to family? Uh, you know, like him versus the Usos. Or, you know, Jay, 
always have trouble with Jimmy and Jay. Uh, they're fucking twins. But yeah. uh, but who can re- who can relate to fa- in, in family fighting and family issues? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, uh, and then having them, you know, kind of join with him and all. And I would love to see an opportunity. That's, f- that's family. That's family. Yeah. Two, you could get, you know, two family, like say two brothers, they're mm-hmm. standing there beating a the fucking dog shit out of each other. And then an outsider comes in, they team up and turn on the guy. <laughs> that I fucking, think, yeah. I think, you know, that's what made the, one of the things that made the Brett Owen storyline back in the day yep. work so much was because... You genuinely wanted to see them get along. They were brothers. You wanted to see, you wanted to see them, you know, hug and make up. And when it finally happened, that was one of my favorite memories. When Brett turned heel and like when Owen's like kind of crying in the ring and he's talking about what he used to do, like you know, taking him to school and stuff like that. Like that was to Real me, I was like, yeah, I was like, that was one of the best moments in in wrestling. Um, yeah. Some people might go like, what? How, that's your choice? But it was one of the best. It was one of the ones where I was emotionally invested. Nothing about that felt fake to me because it wasn't. And, you know, right. uh, I, I, the business has changed and will continue to change and evolve. Um, and I mean, uh, I, I, today's athletes, today's pro wrestlers are some of the most gifted people oh God, I've ever down. seen. But there's some ways I wish... They worked uh, their talents into more, like, real-life shit. Uh, That's Mm going to be my theme for today, real-life shit. Just because, dude, when I was, you know, coming up in wrestling, it was hard enough to think of, like, one finisher (laughs) or one finishing sequence or one setup move. And now you're seeing matches full of finishers and very good finishers that would just, back in the day, you'd go, oh, man. That guy's going to be laid up in the hospital for a month. You know, hey, I, how do we write? How do we write somebody off of a TV yeah. so they can, you know, they can uh, go like Hogan needs to get injured to go away and do a movie. How do we lay him out? You know, yeah. back in the day, it would be two like a pile driver on the chair, yeah. Yeah. two earthquake splashes, right? Right, like that's it, but, or whatever. Like, I I agree with that. I think what I would love to see is like across it, the board. Wrestling, like everyone just go, all right, we're going to start dialing it back over the next six months. Very slowly so people don't notice, but we're going to be dialing some things back. And the the uh, Tope Suicidas are going to become a pay-per-view only <sighs> thing. You know, like yeah. little things like that. <clears throat> like the dives that look more like somebody jumping through a rope and shoving somebody than yeah. actually diving on them. Which, no. listen, jumping through the rope and shoving somebody can also be an effective move. You know? I mean, if that's the thing, you shove them really hard, they land down on the ground, the hit first, their head, they're out. Dude, the first time I ever saw a dive was Jimmy Snuka uh, diving over the top rope in the Don Morocco and ripped his fucking clothes off. And it was done out of desperation. Mm-hmm. Like, the dive was done out of desperation. Like, last-ditch effort, fuck you, motherfucker, kind yep. of thing. Yeah. Now it's I'm, just like... It's like, there's a dive. Yeah, I hate the, uh, I don't know. There are some things that, you know, look, I'm a big. Uh, I'm, and I'm not shitting on the business. But I, no. I just wish people, here, here, here's, here's, here it is. I wish people would protect their shit. Yeah. Protect, protect their own shit. shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. And I also think that 
Keep keep some things in the back pocket for future reference. I also know. think the commentators, um, that it falls to them. And I think I honestly believe AEW does this better than WWE, and I think it's because they're not being produced um, and being told exactly what to say. But I think a good commentator can convince you that what you saw made sense. You know? Um, they can convince and, and, you and that... Shout out, shout out to Jim Ross, because sometimes he'll call shit out live on the air and goes, I don't oh, know why amazing. they're doing... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think in some ways... I. I mean, it's love. Much as I love hearing Jim Ross on the microphone, I wish he was backstage producing. You know, I wish I was there producing. Just going, yeah. hey guys, just where do you go from there? Yeah, just because <laughs> you, know? you can. And that's everything people said. That's that's the thing everybody said about ECW. You know, oh yeah, you thumbtacks. You use thumbtacks. Where do you go from there? Light somebody on fire? Oh, okay, we do flaming <laughs> thumbtacks. You know. Yeah. With Balls Mahoney and the Dudleys. But um yeah, just protect your shit, man. I'm not saying I'm not I, I will never criticize the athleticism and the ability of these workers today. But storyline wise, it's kinda weak. Yeah. Uh in WWE, I actually think AEW storylines are great. Um, I think WWE save for one or two like I feel like WWE is heavily focused on like Roman Reigns. Right. Roman Reigns is great. Kevin Owens is awesome. Oh, uh, listen, well, they're both the talent. They're both is awesome, great, but it's yeah. it's. I think the storylines they'll like focus on their main storyline. I think a lot of other things just kind of get lost, and yeah. they kind of become like a go through the motions type thing. And look, this is well, easy uh, for us to sit back here, you know, and yeah. uh, especially for somebody like me with ne- not nearly the experience that you have in the business or other people, but to. But you've been around good people like Al and Rip Rod. Well, and that's and a lot like, of the yeah. thing is, is a yeah. lot of my opinion. We've talked about this in the past. Our opinions are based off of our experiences and off of learning from the people that we agree with and trust. So to the, the, me, the, tra- the, the tragedy would be if you were around Al and Rip Rogers and came away with nothing. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, that's yeah. the, for, for me. You could easily, if you don't agree with Al Snow's philosophy on wrestling, there's a, very strong chance you're not going to agree with my philosophy on wrestling because Al, can, he converted my mindset a lot. Of things. There were a lot of things that to me I was like, that I agree, that totally makes sense. But then there were other things where I came into a conversation thinking, well, yeah, you want to do this because you're going to get like, that gets a great reaction, gets the crowd really into it. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's, not, it's not all about getting that, like doing something just to get the great reaction. Because your reaction is going to be even bigger if you do something that makes sense. If you do something smaller, that when you get to that point, you earned that reaction instead of the just the Pavlovian kind of, you know, I did a giant dive. They went, yay, holy shit, holy shit. You know, like. The best things are when something's built to it. Yeah. Whether it's over the course of weeks, months, a year. Just the anticipation of the fucking payoff. You know, like we did, uh, the thing we did our show for ad free shows on, uh, barely legal. And that Sabu and Taz Mm -hmm. almost called him taboo. Uh, Sabu and that would be taboo. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sabu. Um, 
he uh that, that they built that up for a year yeah and the, the, we did these little things and dribs and drabs where they almost touched and the crowd was going fucking banana mm-hmm. and we would break them up and the lights would go out and they'd be separated yeah but the anticipation there's really nothing to anticipate anymore i almost wish they would and somebody brought this up i'm not taking credit for this but somebody brought it up and i i tend to agree dial back on the fucking pay-per-views you know instead of 12 a year maybe do eight seven or eight space them out man and, and just let your tv be the fucking build you know you don't have to have a fucking pay-per-view match every fucking week you're giving away shit for free you know yeah and just let shit build up. And somebody, not every piece of talent has to wrestle on the show every week. They could just do a promo, this, that, and the other thing. And that's and where I think somebody... AEW is doing a great job. Yeah. Because, like, they had, like, this past week, what was it, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Peter Avalon? Like, yeah. that wasn't, you know, Peter Avalon and in that is, way, a, 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 it, you know, he's, I'm not saying he's enhancement talent, but he's being you. He His character is such that... Nobody like you looked at it and you said, "Okay, we're gonna get a little match, gonna showcase Cody a bit." You know, like like, and that's how it should be. I or, think or, that's or or you're building Peter up a little bit, depending on how competitive you, it is. Well, yeah, if you do it right, he walks yeah. away with you going, "Okay, that guy that guy had a little more than I thought he did." But you so also when Peter show- has a match, with, so when Peter has a match with somebody else, they go, right. "Man, that dude really hung in there with Cody." Right. Yeah, there's, you know, you know everybody has their their role <laughs> as as you know, your as your buddy the Rock would say, you know, you have to know your role. And Dude, when I was in WWE, I was a uh, I was a uh, shotgun talent. Yeah. <laughs> I was Sunday night heat talent. <laughs> but but you guess know? what? If you're a fan of the Blue Meanie, yeah. you're going to now check out Sunday night heat and shotgun because you want to yeah. watch the Blue Meanie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, th- there's so that's the thing. They could look at it and they could say, "All right, we're gonna make Blue Meanie just he's gonna be, you know, he'll be nothing. Who cares? Just have him go out, do three moves, and that's the end of the match." Or you say, "We've got the Blue Meanie. Put him on this show. That's what's gonna draw people to it because people are gonna go, I love the Blue Meanie. Let me go. I'll watch this.' Or, oh, why should I watch Shotgun? Well, you get these extra characters that maybe you're not seeing on on Raw or SmackDown." Oh, that's kind of cool. I'll check that out. I could go for a little wrestling fix on Saturday night. You know, like there's, there are ways to do it there. And that's yeah. why I hate, like when I watch wrestling and I don't mean to trash WWE, but I do feel like, you know, they put out the most content. So by that logic, they're going to have the most things to pick apart. But the WWE, there's so many times where I look at the talent and I go, you know, it's a work. You can make this talent look like a bigger deal. Like he doesn't have to be some enhancement where we all know that he's going to, you know, that he's going to lose instantly that this is like, you know, I just feel like there needs to be a little bit more thought into it. And, but I also think that it's not a lack of thought. Sometimes I think it's not a lack of thought. I think it's a, um, I think, you know, you're, you're playing to one audience. And I also think that when things get changed as many times as we hear they do, you know, uh, 30 minutes leading up to going live on a show, well, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you're going to, 
go, okay, he needs us to change how many different things? Okay, well, f- fuck it. Just have him, have this guy wrestle this guy and lose. And we'll, and put your focus, let's talk about this. And I think that that happens sometimes where they go, it's fine, just put them over this guy and just do a match, you know? And yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking directly out of my anus, but I'm not, you know, I can't say for sure, but it's what it feels like, you know? Um, right. And, uh, and as I learned, from my good friend Dave Meltzer. <laughs> if it feels right, that's all that matters. Smart. Doesn't need to be a fact. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, that was a good little chat we had there. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I love I love the talent that's out there today. Um, and they did, you know, it's, it's a generational thing. The next generation is going to think, Oh well, they can't do the shit we did, you know. Uh, like I said, Harley Race. I mean, uh, yeah, fucking Lufez thought Harley Race was a spot monkey, and so on, and so forth. So the next generation is always going to, yeah, the pat- previous generation is going to shit on the next generation in some yeah. way or form. But Taker's not really wrong. It's just from the the stance of storytelling, there's no, really nothing really that fucking grabs you, yeah, story wise. And that's the thing. I I, I think it's a it's a shame because, look, we can always we're always going to romanticize the past, the Attitude Era. There was there was so much garbage on television during the Attitude Era. But but, but you know, people shit on the Attitude Era, but people still talk about it. No no no. And, well, what I'm saying yeah, is, just, there was yeah. so much garbage during that time, yeah. but the stuff that wasn't garbage was gold. Oh yeah. And so now you have a bunch of you know like silver plated metal, so to speak, <laughs> just kind of, you know, it looks really nice, but it's not really worth anything, you know, there, and, and, and there's nothing that's, <laughs> there's nothing that's, that's solid gold in right. my opinion, like at, at, at this point in time. And that's kind of the attitude era had their, their weird things. But again, like you say, they talk about it. May young in the hand, right? It sucked, but we oh, still talk about it, you know? You know um, right. But you back, go back, back in the, you know, the, the companies now are just wrestling over decimal points when they, you yeah. know, back in the day, they're wrestling over full numbers, you yeah. know, doing, a very doing good point. seven or eights. Now, now our, it's not a fucking Wednesday night war. Okay. They're, they're fighting over decimal points. It's not really a war. No. It's a, tu- it's a tussle. Mm-hmm. Not a war. I just, and know? we've talked about this before too. I don't ever remember, uh, our, now here's a big thing. We didn't argue online back in the day. So, you know, everybody's got their fake balls online. Um, but we speak didn't speak for yourself. Uh, I was quite the warrior on AOL uh, <laughs> message board. All right. Well, there you go. Um, I wasn't old enough to, you know, have my own AOL account. Um, but uh, I still had the CDs, you know. Uh, you know, think of all that free internet when it was fucking discs, man. You got to, man, you got to plug that shit in. Well, not plug in. I guess it's a CD. So you got to slowly, it, it, uh, uh, what's the opposite of eject? Insert. <laughs> there we go. You got to slowly insert that that, that uh, CD. Now, um, no, but back in the day, like you watched Nitro or you watched Raw, and, like you either liked it or you didn't like it. And like I never yeah. feuded with people over it. And like right. you said, like I, I know people were on the message boards and things like that. I was never a message yeah. board guy. Um, but... I don't know. It's just, to me, just enjoy it. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. There's definitely Shit, wrestling e- out there. I just don't watch because I don't really care Shit, to watch e- it. Shit, ECW had a fucking convention for it, Cyber Slam. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Ugh, excuse me. Mm. It's getting comfy over here. Uh, Put your pants back on. Yeah, that was a magical time back. <laughs> Uh, magical time back then. Yeah. You know, the infancy of the, uh, internet, you know, uh, I had, uh, there was the, uh, AOL grandstand message board and then like they would give different guys like their own page. So I like, yeah, I had like the blue meanie page and then like, uh, <clears throat> I will say the pioneers were like myself, Matt Hardy, DDP, Mark Marrow, or like the guys like the first guys to, mm-hmm. I won Stevie, but like I don't think he really interacted. He was on the internet, but he didn't really interact with it like the way uh, myself, Matt Hardy, DDP, and yeah. uh, Mark Marrow like interacted with people, yeah, uh, on the message boards and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, kind of cool to see that way. Uh, it was see the way it's evolved to the way it is now. It's really cool. It's a, it was a. Uh, I think everything in life builds and builds and goes too far and then has to get pulled back in. Yep. And that's fine. But I think we've reached a point in wrestling. We've reached a point in social media. Things need to start coming back a little bit. Let's, let's all calm down. Just because yeah. you can, like, okay, mind of the meanie. We've got, we've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what's that other one? Uh, <laughs> that's attached to our Patreon uh, Discord. Yes. Which I don't even really understand what it is. Um, Discord reminds me of the old, uh, there's a thing back in the day called IRC Internet Internet Relay Chat. And uh, it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, and it's fun. It's great. It's another way to just kind of chat. It's like a little chat room type thing, you know. Um, and it's a lot, it's, it's very cool. It's a lot of fun to do. But... Um, you know, there's a million other things. Like some people are like, oh, when are you guys going to get a Twitch? And I'm like, I don't know. And I drink too much coffee. I don't like, like there's, <laughs> I don't know what this, there are so many um, different social media platforms that you can be a part of. And for the people who are a part of it and have made a ton of money, have gotten a great following, you know, more power to you. But like, I know I, my brain doesn't, I'm still, you know, a kid of the the '80s and '90s. My brain doesn't work that way. I can't. I can't figure, you know, I can't figure out how to. I, I would rather us only have a few social media accounts that we can put most of our efforts towards, than right. totally spread thin. But hey, some people do it. I, I just social media. There's just. I think eventually, what you're going to find is what you've already kind of found. Like I know Facebook owns Instagram now. Like you're going to find them all get kind of gobbled up by just a couple of companies and then they'll all kind of merge into one thing and I don't know, but, uh, Hey, you know what? What? I'm on cameo. (laughs) Speaking of social type things, um, thanks to a great friend of mine giving me the hookup. Um, I am now on Cameo, cameo.com slash so says Chernoff. Uh, if you need me to profess your love to someone, break up with someone, wish someone a happy birthday, uh, wish them a, a happy retirement, 
uh, wish them luck on their first day of school. These are all things I'm willing to do. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and I will keep my balls in my pants. Yeah. Um, so that's going to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah. So cameo.com slash. So says sure Thank you to Meanie for kind of news. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Meanie. Meanie kind of helped me out a little bit. Uh, gave, gave me the old I rub. I was sitting there. I just went, I just went, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you can do. Yeah. And so, you and um, you did it. Yeah. So, and then they were just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Welcome to cameo. And I'm like, all right, well, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, so, yeah, really excited about that. That's cool. Just another way to interact with people after I was just sh- uh, shitting on social media. But uh, another way to interact <laughs> with people. Um, yeah. So definitely check that out. Meanie, of course, is uh, at Blue Meanie. BWO. BWO on Cameo. I'll never remember it. I'll never remember which one you're. Right. You're at Blue Meanie BWO on everything except for Pro Wrestling Tees. It's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, shout out to Jim Cornette who put over my cameo <laughs> on his podcast. They went down the line and did a uh, different wrestling because he's thinking about getting on cameo. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, he went down the make line. Some, he'll make some money. Uh, if he does it, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'd have but, him, uh, I'd have him rant on our show, dude. Um, like he, they were playing this game. They would say the wrestler, and he had to guess the price point of their cameo. And uh, when his co-host, the great Brian Last, said, uh, Blue Meanie's on Cameo. How much do you think he charges? And Jim Cornette very kindly said, $100. Wow. And they're like, 30 bucks. He went, what the fuck? And so I'm just like, ooh. Hey, that's a lot better than him going, uh, going Meanie. God, what's he worth? Five? Ten? <laughs> you know? Like, no, but Dude, that, should, I, that should show you how you're, how you're viewed. It was very nice. Yeah. It was very kind of him. Uh, yeah, like I said, I like Jim, but anyway, even though he hates ECW. Uh, but he still thinks you're worth $100 on Cameo. I, fuck I, yeah. I think you, you know? are too. I think you are too, and that's why you're giving everybody such a great deal at $30. That's it. Well, I have a friend who is a, um, uh, an accountant, and he gave me this sage advice. Well, I don't know if it's sage advice, but it's great advice. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be a pig and I'd rather be a pig and get fat than be a hog and get slaughtered. You know, mm-hmm. so you could be a pig and about it and get a little fat, or you could just be a fucking hog about it and just, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You charge a you charge a hundred dollars. You're gonna get a couple people who are gonna yeah. go. Okay, this person is a diehard Blue Meanie fan. All right, it's their birthday. I'll pay $100 for this this one time. You do $30, and people look at that, and they go, this is amazing. I can get just $30. I can get the Blue Meanie to do, you know? And then there's, like, excitement that goes with it. And and for you, you get to, you know, I mean, look, it's all you're on there to make money, but at the same time, you're on there to be able to interact with fans, to be able to send yeah. these messages, and it's really cool. Um, and, well, and my favorite part is the feedback because mm-hmm. you can leave reviews and stuff like that. And uh, you know, and I've done some really cool messages where it's either happy birthday or, hey man, my buddy just stopped drinking. Can you give him a little motivation? Oh, that's speech? super cool. Yeah, that that's when it's really cool. And you know, the fact that you know I'm not really charging that much for it. You know, it's yeah. just you know. Like I said, I want to be a hog about it. Really? Um, but 
you know, it, it's cool interacting with fans and getting that instant feedback, kind of like we do here on the the Patreon. You yeah. know, you know, we get instant feedback, which is really gratifying because you you know where you stand in the world. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. nobody's interacting with you you're like man am i a dick or <laughs> just like uh <laughs> but the fact that we get so much it's such a lot of cool feedback well, interaction we're always blown away by how many people log on we're doing this uh right now it's um it's 20 after 12 uh on uh saturday and we've yeah. got people here um just enjoying this live and it just blows us away every single week that people define take, enjoying what define enjoying yes uh well they're they're here they're here. suffering through us um but it's great i mean it's so cool and and you know with the patreon i know we put patreon over a lot um because you know patreon yeah is is a lot of fun um we get to before we go live on the air um we get to interact and when we get off the air, we interact too with the people who are on Patreon. So they always get a little bonus uh, that you don't hear on the pod. Um, and they're watching us too. So they get to see yeah. things like us raising our eyebrows and, and stuff. Um, that you guys only get to hear the silence that goes along with it or the gentle flutter. Um, but uh, hey, but you know what? Even if you're not on Patreon, there's a great way for you to be able to interact with us. And that is when you ask Meanie, what do you think? Do you think it's time? Ah, uh, it feels perfect. All right. Then let's, uh, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we ask Meanie? Deal? Deal. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something! All right. Here we are. Fucking skipping stones across a pond on that <laughs> Oh man! Um, I have to give you a new one, man. I got to work up one. I got, I got to load up the musket. Yeah, you really Fucking do. F- we need, we need something new. Uh, new, and those farts are stale. Nothing <laughs> worse than a stale fart. I mean, there's worse, and I'm pretty sure you've, you've delivered it. Uh, hey, here's a great a- one. This one comes to us on. Uh, uh, this one comes to us on Twitter from at Trayfabe. <laughs> she writes, in all caps, why can't you just put the new toilet paper roll on the spindle? Why do you leave it on the shelf? Do you know how to reload the toilet paper and throw away the empty tube? Why do I always have to do it? Why? Well, uh, Tray Fabe. Uh, it was empty when I got there sometimes, so maybe uh, ask yourself. Uh oh. <laughs> Dude, no, seriously, that's fucking great. Uh, um, yeah, that popped me pretty good. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go file Tray Fabe on uh, Twitter. Yes. Love of my life, uh, Mrs. Meany, formerly Tr- Tricky McVomit. But she started calling herself Trey Fave. I was like, that's got to be your Twitter. Yeah. A little rebranding. Yeah. Not wrong with that. Uh, Mark and Dryden writes, we all need a laugh. What are Josh and Meanie's opinions on these comedic segments slash wrestlers? 
Santino, Buddy Rose, the 217 pounds intro in the AWA, Booker T on SmackDown in 2018, putting the New Day into the Five Timers Hall of Fame, and screaming Norman Smiley. Obviously, I like it because I was one of those <laughs> fucking talents. Yeah, Meanie likes nothing but serious catch-as-catch-can wrestling, black trunks, right. black boots. Towel around the neck. Yep. <laughs> Bathrobe. Uh, nah, I mean, look, everybody's got a, a place. Everything's got a place in this business. You know, and, um, you know, re- like I say, wrestling's like a buffet. Be- wrestling's like a bowl of Chex Mix. If you don't like the pretzels, you like the peanuts. If you don't like the peanuts, you like the uh, cereal or, you know, whatever. Not not everybody's going to have something. They, you know, there's going to be, like, one thing on the show that somebody goes, ah, I wasn't really into that. You know, this segment will be the piss break or whatever. Mm. But somebody's piss break is somebody else is like, oh, man, I can't bet. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. You know? So, you know, everybody's going to have a segment they're not really into. Uh, for me, I always enjoyed the funny segments and stuff like that. You know, uh, I start watching in 82 and ra- right around 86 is when they start doing Saturday night's main event or 85, maybe, uh, Saturday night's main events. And they're doing the fucking weddings with, uh, uncle Elmer and shit <laughs> like that. That wasn't my cup of tea, but like, there's other things that was kind of goofy that I dug. You know, uh, but I also like the the serious stuff, like the Paul Warnerf turning on Hulk Hogan kind of mm-hmm. shit. I always yeah. felt, I always felt like, um, you know, some of these I people. Think our, I think I think every, everybody universally loves Norman Smiley. Though. Oh God, yeah, Scr- the Scream and Norman gimmick I loved. Uh, the what did he do? The big wiggle. Yeah, and um, the great thing is he was legit. You know, like yeah. he could like legit tie up and shove your own head up your own ass. I mean, Santino is another one. Santino was, you He's know, legit. you ever saw his like Boris stuff that he did back in like OVW and th- like Santino could have been a completely different character. One thing with Santino, I always wanted to see him break away from the comedy. It was the same way with uh, uh, um, Eugene. I always wanted to see, cause I knew how damn good Nick Dinsmore was. Yeah. And there was always there was one time that I thought they were going to do it is when he came out during the ECW, uh, the I guess it was the second one night stand. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be an opportunity for him to shed the gimmick and like shit on WWE for giving him this gimmick that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world and all that and kind of do that whole like Mister Wrestling you know uh, Nick Dinsmore type deal. Um, I get why they didn't because they they really felt that the the Eugene character was to give you know more like uh, uh, like um, more of like the Special Olympians somebody to to cheer and 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 look up to or so they right. say but like um, but I think I always wanted to see some of the comedy stuff see the wrestlers who are so talented underneath the comedy kind of get their due, get their opportunity, even if it didn't mean turning completely straight, but sometimes, you know, getting a more serious edge to them. Like I think like blue meanie, like a, a heel blue meanie, that time period where you changed your makeup up and stuff like yeah. there, there could have been a decent run as like this, like almost like the, uh, like the trickster kind of character, you know, like, like, yeah, we were just like 
setting off stink bombs and shit, but in more of like a real like devious way than just slapsticky. But uh, you know, so I, I, I did I did pitch an idea that where uh, and I totally stole from the movie Airplane, <laughs> where uh, you know they're doing the live show and all of a sudden and, and during the match the whole arena goes dark, Titantron goes out, everything, and you just see me stand there with a the plug on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just plug it back in, and the whole building lights right back the fuck up. See, something like that could have been could have been great. Keeping the yeah. the that's I mean comedy, but it would have given. I don't think. I hate to. What I love is something like Big E. I love that he's kept his his comedy as he's growing into a a a bigger star. Um, yeah. I love that about like New Day in general. Um, I thought the perfect, but the perfect example of comedy and seriousness. If I could go back to ECW, it was the Public Enemy. Yeah, they could do. They did. They did the whole na 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 na, and mm-hmm. then in the video, in the promos, they're like, "Oh, Johnny, we're yep. trouble. <laughs> oh, Rocco." But if something came down, they would turn around and just cut the serious promo, and then be serious in the ring. You know, it could be like, yeah. well, the Blue Meanie character. My whole goal with the Blue Meanie character is I come out, I'm happy, fun, loving, all that good stuff. But once the heel does something to fuck me over, mm-hmm. that's when I, you know, flip the switch. Yeah, gets it gets serious. And my comeback serious, all that stuff. And then if I happen to win, I go back to the celebration. If I go lose, I kind of lose humbly, or you know, if I'm fucked, I'm like I'm disgusted about it. You know, right. depending on what the the situation. You know, so I, I think to to you know put a bow on the question. My opinion is is. Uh, comedy and wrestling can be one of the greatest forms of entertainment or one of the worst. Yeah. It depends on who's yes. in it, depends on who wrote it, depends on all the yeah. factors. But it can be it can be funny on a level that you can't see anywhere else, or it can be one of the most disastrous things to put on television. Um and some some it could be one part in some in some ways it could be George Carlin, and in some mm-hmm. ways it could be Carrot Top. You know? <laughs> um Depends on what you like. Yeah. Uh, RJ over on Patreon, RJ Krasinski, um, writes, uh, there was an evil doink at WrestleMania 9. Would you ever want an evil meanie? And if so, who would play it? Well, I think you would play it. Oh, I definitely would. I always wanted to be fucking doink as the blue meanie, though. <sighs> like, I There's come out time. in the outfit, and it's obvious as fucking me. There's still you time. Know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hook that shit. I have to get some silkworms to make me up a fucking outfit. Uh, <laughs> get some extra spandex. But, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, probably be me. I mean, there, there's a point where I want it. I almost turned heel. I want to turn heel. Mm-hmm. Like when I was booking three, when I was helping book 3PW with Todd Gordon, I wanted, kind of wanted to do like a heel turn on Matt Stryker because Matt Stryker was doing the parodies in 3PW. And, you know, I would be like, oh, hi, the parody guy, huh? Yeah. You know, ripping off my deal, kind of turned the heel on him. But uh, he didn't want to do it, so that mm. didn't happen. Well, but Because uh, I wanted him to come out as, like, Stone Cold, because he was doing, par- doing parody. He could do it like a a perfect Stone Cold. But he was worried that, like, he would never get hired from WWE if he did a parody of Stone Cold in 3PW of all places. <laughs> I was like, I think you're giving us a little bit too much credit. Uh, but then when I went to WWE and uh, Stryker was there, some of the writers were like, "Yeah, 
who owns the footage? Can we use that? I was like, I don't own the footage. Yeah. But, you know, so in, in some ways they were, they, they did tap into the three PW stuff with some of the shit he did in WWE. Yeah. But uh, as far as evil meaning, yeah, probably be me. Uh, Mark and Dryden has another one. Uh, hypothetically name any WCW or WWF wrestlers under contract during, let's say 95 to Oh one that if allowed to do even a one-time shot at the ECW arena wrestler who would have either been cheered like gods or booed out of the building. I thought that was a really cool question. So why don't you take WCW and WWF in that time period during the height of ECW? Yeah, we'll say during the height of ECW, if someone would have shown up who didn't, obviously, because there are some people who did, but someone who would have, like, like when Brian Pillman showed up, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was yeah. cheered like a god, and then he threatened to piss on everyone. Um, but uh, he was amazing. But um, someone from WCW, someone from WWF who would have been cheered like crazy and booed out of the building at the same time. Well, but d- different, really- different people, you know? Yeah, WCW, Ric Flair, no oh. doubt. Hit the yeah. fucking, hit the music, and he comes down to the ring with the, the black and white robe. Yep. <laughs> the face-off with Shane Douglas. Yeah. The fucking build it, the, the, the brick and mortar would have melted. Yeah. I mean, later on, he eventually went to the ECW arena, but that's for, like, Ring of Honor, but height yeah, of ECW. The, I, yeah, that's not the same. Yeah. But even though I was like, oh, let me go. To the, I went to show up just to, you know, to say I watched Ric Flair in ECW Arena for, yeah. you know. But, like, height of ECW, fucking, you know, fucking Ric Flair. You hit that, you know, Shane Douglas is in the ring. And Dick Flair. And then. <laughs> holy shit. That would have been fucking great. Uh one time, uh, uh, I thought that would work better after your boom, boom, boom. I didn't even hear it. That's all right. It was, a, it, was it was silent but violent. <laughs> um, one time, uh, we did a Halloween show up in Connecticut, and I came out as the heartbreak kid or the heart attack kid. Yes, to face off against Shane Douglas. Right, we're in we're in WWE's backyard doing a Halloween show, and. You know, I was going to do the Heartbreak Kid, which I had done before. But I was like, we were telling Paul, you got to hit Shawn Michaels' music. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. not We're not going to play their music. You're not going to play Shawn Michaels. You got to play Shawn Michaels' music. And even Tommy came along and was like, you got to play Shawn Michaels' music. <laughs> like Tommy, Dream- Tommy Dreamer was like the uh, the union boss. He was the conciliary, yeah. you know, between the boys and the and Paul. And, uh, oh, and here's another thing. We we're going to come out as, I came out as Shawn Michaels. Nova came out as Hunter. And the guy who was cloudy in the WWE was in the locker room. We're like, dude, you got to come out and be China. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I was like, dude, you're fucking cloudy. You got to come out and be fucking China. Oh, now you're too good to fucking yeah, pretend right. to be a fucking, yeah, come, you're going to be fucking China. No, no, no. So we had uh, lupus. The booger picking moron, uh, <laughs> be China, and then Shane had came out as Dean Douglas, and uh, Candido was in the ring as uh, Skip. Man. So like, it, was, it was Halloween show. Is there a video of this? Yeah, 
I've never seen yeah. this. Yep. It, it's actually it's on the High Spots network. Wow. Uh but RF filmed it. You know, it, it, it it exists. So Shane came out there. as Dean Douglas? Was he like dressed in his Dean Douglas shit? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Halloween show, so they came out as their favorite favorite wrestlers. And who was Candido? Skip from the body. This house. is amazing. He wore his skip gear. All right. Somebody find this for me and um yeah. You know, I'll let you log into my. Uh, I got a high spots account. I'll let you oh, know. nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't like to pay. I'll show. Things, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> but uh, we're like, yeah, and just when Shane Douglas is in the ring, cutting fucking promos about WWE, and you hit Shawn Michaels music, the fucking crowd went fucking insane. And then we come out. It's like amazing. And then we, you know, they beat us up. But, you know, it, That's was, it was amazing. Can you imagine in the ECW arena hitting Shawn Michaels music on? Yeah. Again, uh, all around Shane Douglas because he, mm-hmm. he talked shit about Flair and WCW. He talked about shit about Rick, Shawn Michaels and WWE. Man. We saw how the crowd, ECW, ECW arena crowd reacted just for Jerry Lawler and Jim Cornette, you know? Yep. Fucking. Almost caused riots. Yeah, it was. It was uh, when you'd have somebody like that show up, like Jerry Lawler, for instance. When that happened, man, he was a hot. I mean, he was instant white hot. Yeah, heel. You know, like it was. It was. It was awesome. You could just you could feel it in the locker room. Just the fucking the building vibrated. Man. You know, and then the next, the following month they. Well, I'm 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 a little foggy. I don't know if it, no. It was Lawler came out the first time, and then the second time it was Lawler, and then the, it was then it was Lawler and Cornette. And when Cornette fucking appeared, the fucking building went fucking ape shit, fucking ape shit. Like you, there's like if these were like chicken wings, it would be like the top one on the Scoville fucking chart or whatever <laughs> the hottest wing is, or whatever you fucking call that thing. The camera, the camera work and the audio work did no justice to how loud that building was. Wow, Inma- insane! James Sorensen bet- writes, uh, "Can we please do that for the next watch along?" Uh, What's that? that? What's the, that? That um, the Halloween. We'd have to get, sign everybody up to the High Spots Network, <laughs> but. Uh, Everybody go sign up for the High Spots Network. There you go. Which is nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. Um, we could we could do like a special for them or something like that. I don't know. This I I I, I, I produced some content for them with the uh, legend legends of extreme roundtables. Um, this came to us from Facebook. Uh, John Clifford had actually Hello. had actually uh written a couple of things. He just did one, and I noticed there was one from before that I don't know if we ever talked about. Uh, maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but we're going to ask it again anyway. We're going to give him... Okay, Meltzer. Um, what? Oh, maybe did, maybe <laughs> did. Yeah. I mean, we, we either definitely did or didn't at all. Um, plans change. Uh, considering Meanie is the goat of parody wrestlers, I'd like to know what your favorite parody moment featuring other pro wrestlers was. Oh God! Uh, Terry Funk coming out as Ric Flair for the Flair for the old segment, <laughs> interview segment, and he had a bit fucking giant fake schnoz and 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to say we were the, we weren't the first guys to do parodies, but we're like known for them, I guess. They're known the best, but like you know, definitely drew inspiration from that. You know, uh, Terry Funk coming out as Ric Flair. I want to say on WCW Saturday Night or one of those satellite shows. You know, a flair for the old. Mm-hmm. And then you know, uh, I want to say the fucking Hollywood Blondes made fun of Flair too, or yes. something like that. They they came out as Orange and Flair. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. You know, uh, Jason Cessation as Owen Hart. You know, that was phenomenal because he could do oh. all the voices and stuff like that. That was really good. The uh, why do I look like a uh, why do I look like a street crossing <laughs> or whatever something like that? You know, I forget what he said, but. Jason's sensation was pretty good, man. You know, when he did. Oh, he was great. I am not a nugget. You know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, DX as the nation, which probably didn't age well, but, you know, it was funny at the time, you know? Yeah, there were a couple of parts of that that uh, definitely didn't didn't age age too well. But, but again, like you said, different time. But, no, those were all hilarious times. Um, uh, He had another question here. Um, yes. You guys often discuss Meanie wrecking bathrooms. What is the number one food that is guaranteed to cause Meanie to wreck the bathroom? Oh, good Lord. We we just bought Kashi cereal, which is mm. pretty good. You know, if, if you're in the breakfast foods, that's going to ruin somebody else's day. <laughs> uh, come on, get some Kashi uh, cereal. Or if you want to just ruin a flight, uh, you know, the night before, if you're flying out in the morning, the night before, have a cabbage din- ham and cabbage dinner. Mm. Uh, what goes through me? Um, <laughs> let me count the ways. Uh, just about anything. You know, they're always warning you, uh, don't eat that, that'll give you diarrhea. I went, give me diarrhea. Yeah, clear you out. The, uh, I, I, first of all, I would have to stop having diarrhea <laughs> and then have to re get. The diarrhea. The, uh, uh, back in the day. Nice. Uh, back in the day, TGI Fridays had, uh, I mean, maybe they still have the soup. I haven't been there forever, but they had, uh, they had the, um, tomato basil soup. I loved it. And every time I had it, the clock started, you know, and sometimes I made it home and then my friends would go into the basement and I would, uh, go upstairs and, uh, you know, put over the, the porcelain God. And other times um, I would excuse myself from the table and just have to use the bathroom right there in, in Fridays. So as I've gotten older, things don't <laughs> do that the same way. Um, but there's certain types of things with like certain oils and things like that. It'll just do me a mischief. But um, um it's like today we had a discrepancy about what time we're going to start. I mm-hmm. thought it was 10. You said it was 10.30. Thank God, because at 10.15, I had to fuck. I took my second sip of coffee. <laughs> Feet don't fail me now. That's the other one. I, I may have talked about this before. I, it's been about a year since I've had it because I don't go into Wawa anymore. But <laughs> I would get the Wawa coffee, and I would pour an absurd amount of the fat-free French vanilla creamer in. And that would be like clockwork. Like, so I would start back That's when I used to go to the gym there. in the morning. I'd get to like Wawa at like 630 in the morning. 
And I would, that would be the thing. I'd have that coffee. I'd have like the 16 ounce and I'd just pour that shit in. It was amazing. And that was kind of like what I would drink to kind of get myself going. Um, but I, without question, it would be like, get on the cardio machine and a couple of uh, minutes later, excuse myself from the cardio machine into the, in the lavatory and then return, uh, quite a few minutes later <laughs> to get back on cardio because that stuff would just tear me up, but I haven't had it in a year. So who knows? Um, you know, who needs to, you know, who needs to, uh, we need to bring Calvin on at some point, uh, yeah. to tell some real stories about getting, getting torn up and in, in the bathroom and fuck man. Yeah. Uh, back in the you know, WWE days. And then afterwards when I was like losing weight, I knew a lot of, uh, the wrestlers, bodybuilders, whatever, when they would take their uh, <clears throat> protein shake, they would put in a couple scoops of uh, olive oil. You know, it, it was a you know good sense of fat, but it also lubricated your insides. Mm. Yeah, you know, so nothing stuck to your the the walls of your uh, digestive system, kind of thing. And I did that. You know, take the uh, protein shake with a couple shots of olive olive oil in there, and then you know, again, you have your second sip of coffee. You're you're in the bathroom and it's like the fucking Exxon Valdez fucking spill, <laughs> and they're fucking they're pulling ducks out of your toilet and washing it in Dove fucking dish soap just to get the fucking tar off it. You know, it's just fuck. That is quite uh, specific. Yeah, um, but amazing. You, I, I, if I was you just pri- so- you, you you private pile your toilet just <laughs> like that scene in uh, Full Metal Jack and when he blows his brains out in the fucking. <clears throat> His brains that go against the wall, that's the fucking inside of my toilet. It's just like, you know, just. <laughs> so we've got, we've got two more questions, but before we do that, I just got a message. I mood from- I missed my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When it's the red mist, that's when you know you got to call a doctor. Um, <laughs> I just got this sent to me from Andy Slichter. Oh, God. There you go. Amazing. King we of sarcasm. That will yep. be up on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, hopefully in the next few days. But I think maybe later today, Slichter. Definitely on uh, Unbelievable. Patreon. Yeah, send that over to the Dropbox, and I'm going to throw that up on Patreon today. Um, uh, Anthony Camarada says he put protein powder in his coffee. Bad idea. Yeah, My buddy I, Matt Mangle would do that sometimes. Matt Mangle's the I, kind I, of guy. I, he, you and he I are cut from a similar cloth anally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you do that? I still do that. You still do that? I put I put protein powder in my uh, coffee instead of like a creamer or sugar, you know, just to give it some flavor. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll start doing it. Here's two other tricks I do. Uh, I just did one the other day when I put you put the uh, bowl in the basket, the paper mm-hmm. bowl. Sure. And before you put the coffee in, you put ground cinnamon on the bottom of the the paper on the the bowl, and you put oh. the coffee on top of that. So when you make your coffee. It's like cinnamon infused. Yeah, I just put cinnamon in my coffee. Uh, after what? I poured it, I just sprinkled it in and stirred it the up. The reason why but I don't no, like that is because you, you get the clumps. When you put the cinnamon in the coffee and you mm. stir it, you always get these little clumps and yeah. you in the back of the throat. Uh, but uh, another trick, uh, you put the coffee in the basket, put the water in the tank, and then get the water and you put some uh, vanilla extract. Oh, that's craft. good stuff. And then the coffee infuses with the vanilla extract, and you got some vanilla flavor coffee. Nice. Yeah. Uh, James Sorensen asks, "Can that be my free shirt?" 
please. James is a, a, a blue member. Uh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Whatever you want, man. Um, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, no, I, I'm in love with that shirt now. Um, I can already see the, uh, it's going to be embroidered on a hoodie for me and on a t-shirt. You got to do that. You got to do one big chest, pl- chest piece. Yep. You know? Oh, it's so yeah. cool. So cool. maybe a hat. I don't even know. I'm going to get a mug. Definitely a hat. Definitely a, 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 a beanie cap, like a, like a winter hat. Ooh. I like that. Dude, I wear your sarcasm is my superpower shirt, like, everywhere. And people are like, oh, my God, where'd you get, you know. Do you tell I, them? I, oh, I do <laughs> tell I, do, I tell them. Like, the guy, this dude at Wawa is flipping out. Like, he saw sarcasm. Oh, dude, where'd you get that shirt? I actually had the some, address. I had somebody at a Wawa ask me about it uh like a year ago or so when i was driving down to florida and i just happened to be wearing it you know and they're just like oh that shirt's awesome where'd you get it it's a great fucking I'm like great fucking shirt. i'm like well <laughs> it's mine um <laughs> couple couple uh questions here before we go um james Sorensen says i was just watching an old 99 raw how was ryan shamrock to work with awesome she was a total sweetheart. Um, she was yeah. like 19. Yeah. Mm. So she, she's a little kid. But uh, uh, no, she's. You know, I still talk to her to this day. Anthony Camarada writes, uh, anyone else think it's weird that wrestlers are the only entertainers who you address as their characters? What's that? Like, um, Well, like, for instance, like, I call you Meanie. But oh, I wouldn't like address them. Yeah, like address them as yeah, like I call you meanie, but like uh I you know, but if but if the blue meanie was a character you played on the HBO series, whatever, I would not be calling you meanie. You know what I mean? You'd be no, an actor I think who that plays I, the blue meanie. I've heard plenty of stories from actors where people refer to them as their show character. Yeah. Not only that. Not only that, if they're a villain on the show, people will go up to them and fucking address them like what they did on the TV show was real. I've heard stories okay, of that. Okay, well, yeah, but the, I mean, now we're talking about people who are a little out to lunch. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Well, but then again, the reverse, reverse is, you know, some some actors are so larger than life that, like, say, Robert De Niro was in the movie. Uh, he was in... Uh, What's that movie? With fucking Billy Crystal. Um, analyze this. Okay, I was gonna say I thought they were in a couple of things together, but I got you. He's an analyze this. I couldn't tell you his character name, but I go, oh, yeah. So Robert Nier, I, I always yeah. go, well, Robert De Niro was talking to Billy Crystal, and Billy, I'll talk to him in their. Well, there are some actors names. who, yeah, like I don't know the character. Yeah, like if you're talking about Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, you just always it's Tom say Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's Tom Cruise, right? Yep. Except for, you know, except for Stallone, you know, he eventually got out of the Rocky mold. Like, you know, I'm sure when he first came out, they're like, oh, look, there's Rocky walking down the street. Mm. But then as he started doing more movies like Rambo and all that shit and became this larger-than-life person in real life, now he's sly. Now he's Sylvester Stallone, you know? That's sly. I'm sure there's... Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of I've heard of a lot of actors talk about how they get referred to as their 
TV, their movie or TV personality yeah. in, in the, uh, out in the wild, so to speak. Last question here. Yeah. It's one that hits close to home for me. Uh-oh. Uh, Travis writes, does pineapple belong on pizza? Controversy. Uh, I, uh, I enjoy it. Sorry. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Every time we order pizza as a family, I get half of it pineapple. And I eat it, and my daughter eats a little bit. Nobody else in the house will eat it. Um, I love it. Ham and, pine- a ham and pineapple on a pizza is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I don't eat ham, but, you know, but I'm oh, yeah, sure it tastes you're, good. Uh, you're I'm a Episcopalian, yeah. Um, the, uh, no, but, it, I, you know, RJ over here, fruit doesn't belong on pizza. Why? First of all, fruit does belong on pizza because tomato is a fruit and tomato sauce is on pizza, motherfucker. So shit, people put vegetables on pizza. So yeah, what makes, why can't you put fruit on, why can't you put fruit on pizza? If it tastes good. Yeah. You know, my favorite sandwich was when I was a kid where I'd make my little midnight snack. I'd sneak downstairs and make raisin bread, uh, American cheese and pretzels. And you I'd eat that I shit. Would, and you know what? what I, I don't apologize. What? What's up? You know what I used to do? I used to uh, take American cheese and put a scoop of peanut butter down the middle, roll it up like a fucking cigarette, and just eat it that way. Wow. See, I'd never combined those two. Peanut but butter and cheese is awesome. Never tried it. Going to try it. There's a place. Uh, we got we go to this place called the Big E. Uh, Big E. Uh, in the... Uh, <laughs> Up in Boston, because it's the big expedition center for the Northeast, you know, New England, you know, all the New England states. And there's this one thing I get every year. It's called the Skippy's Challenge. And it's pizza with uh, American cheese and peanut butter on it. And it's fucking delicious. Interesting. Yeah, I think if you like the taste of it, you can put anything on anything. And pizza is meant to have shit put on it. But, uh, you know. That's just my opinion. I'm not trying to get hot about it. RJ, we're still friends. Give me Um, a white pie with some broccoli on it. That's good shit. That's fart fuel. Mm. Get a white pie with some broccoli on it. Got to add some garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I Um, love garlic. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, James Sorensen, once I put ranch in popcorn, it was messy, but it was delicious. You know, you try things out. You got to be, you know, you got to be open to new things. Like, nothing beats putting uh, M&Ms in your popcorn. Mixing yeah. it up, and then when you reach in, you get a little surprise. Peanut yeah. M&M's. Dude, I, uh, when I was training with Al, like, every day. Did you train with Al? Local, yeah. And uh, we go to, like, the local pizza hut, which is, I hate now, but mm. when you're broke and need something to eat, they had a pizza buffet. And you go over there, and I would, like, get my slice of pizza and dip it in blue cheese. Yeah. You do... You do you. Just weird That's shit. That's my feeling. When it comes to pizza, you do you. Um, yeah. And pizza's uh, like wrestling. When it's good, it's it's great. When it's bad, eh, it's still pizza. You know? Yeah. Um. Well, that's it for uh, Ask Meanie. Thank you all. Uh, great I questions. Do, yeah, I do want to say that immediately following this, Meanie and I are going to. Uh, well, I'll probably use a take a bathroom break. Um, but we're going to be sitting down with the great Joel Gertner. And we're going to be recording episode two of That Was Extreme over on ad-free shows. So if you are not over at adfreeshows.com, 
get over there. Our stuff is free. You don't even have to sign yes. up. But uh, can't can't be free. No, we're we're uh, we're the gateway though, because as soon as you go there and you see what they have to offer, it will be impossible for you to not sign up. Um, yeah, just such good stuff there. Uh, if if it's there's no way to have too much content, but if there was a way, they would be doing it. There is so much. It, it, I kind of sometimes feel like they have too much content because there's so much I want to watch and there's not enough hours in the day to watch all of the things that they have. Um, they they have so much content. I feel inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like no, uh, you, you definitely get your money's worth over there at ad free shows. You do. And, uh, I'm 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 happy to be a part of the family over there. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my Nidamini is our planet. Mm-hmm. This is our planet, but we have little satellites that that float around. You know, yep. whether it be alternative commentary on fight. Now we got that was extreme on ad free shows. Yep. But our our, our main objection uh, objective, yeah, is uh, you know, mind of the meanie. That's our that's our heart and soul, bread and butter. But we're doing these other little things to help promote mind of the meanie. Yes. And get more eyeballs on this. Yes. So. And uh, and we we hope that you will check out all these other things that we're that we are doing. Um, I believe this is the go home episode to the Royal Rumble. Um, this is going to air a week before the Royal Rumble, if I'm correct. So uh, join yeah. us over on Fight TV for alternative commentary live during the Royal Rumble. It is free. Uh, that's what we do. We give you stuff for free and make yes. no money. Um, so <laughs> uh, Worst salesman ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Travis says, I see Ian Riccoboni and, and uh uh, Carrie Silken are joining the Ad Free Shows family. They are. But you know who else Ian is joining? He's joining me this month as my guest on So Says Chernoff. So awesome. very much looking forward to that. Uh, we'll actually be recording that tomorrow. Uh, Ian's Ian, one of my kids. Ian is so a, I, yeah, he is a great I bro- guy. Um, I, bro- I broke him into the wrestling business through uh, Monster Factory, and yep. uh, I'm so proud to where he's at now. Yeah, great guy. Uh, deserves everything that he has earned. Um, Absolutely. And he's a good human being all around. Yeah. Uh, Excited to have him on there. Um, But yeah, so uh, make sure to check all those things out. Um, Meanie, why don't we, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, our action figures and just tell everybody that they can go to cellatoys.net or jbtoys1 uh, on Instagram. Or if you really want to wait, you're risking it because we could sell out. If you really want to wait, we will be selling them ourselves as well. Uh, and I believe we'll probably be selling some autographed versions as well. Uh, so I've been yeah. looking into how we can go about doing that. Um, so yeah, but uh, our action figures are coming coming soon. Um, they're already they say July, heavy. but it feels they say July, but it feels sooner. Yeah, um, and uh, could not be more excited. Uh, the only thing I'm more excited for is the haircut that I get to take to take the photos. Uh, for that, because I need a damn haircut. Um, it's but, a Floby. Yeah, I know. I really need a Floby. Um, <laughs> sucks and blows at the same time. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, let's... Um, let's, uh, let's, let's start uh, getting out of here. Um, make sure to check us out on social media, at Mind of the Media across the board. Uh, do not forget to check us out as individuals as well. 
follow us, if you will. He's at BlueMeanieBWO. I'm at So Says Chernoff. That is on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Uh, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MyEndOfTheMeanie, but also ProWrestlingTees.com slash BlueMeanie, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash So Says Chernoff. And then join us over on Cameo. He is on Cameo, Cameo.com slash BlueMeanieBWO, and I am on Cameo. Cameo.com slash so says Chernoff. Uh, Meanie, anything else to say? I think we're pretty good here. Uh, don't forget about the wrestling brand, Collar and oh. Elbow. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Uh, some great shirts over there. So show, show, show Al Snow and uh, Rod Hicks some love. Uh, use promo code Meanie. Save 10% off. Yeah. Hey, save 20% when you use the promo code meanie over at manscaped.com get yourself free shipping 20 percent uh clean your balls um uh, hey special thanks to virgil for introing the show yeah. um and Did you uh know he knows hulk hogan did you know he knows Hulk? Hogan? i you know what i heard that i heard that um and you know what most importantly meanie is that everybody is safe everybody is happy and everybody joins us again next Monday and every Monday for another trip into the mind of the meaning. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 